Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance, up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com slash audio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Referendum Season 5 with lead analyst Jesse J, and I'm your host, Big John, brought to you by Fin Flam Sports. Okay, Jess, today we're going to be talking about XFL free agent signings thus far. It's been pretty, pretty consistent with defensive players getting signed, um, not really a lot of offensive players getting signed. A lot of big names being thrown about, thrown around. A lot of retired names thrown around about coming back. Um, what do you got to say about the free agent signings thus far? So I think what we've seen is teams have kind of gone with defensive line and offensive line. We haven't seen a receiver get signed yet. I don't think we've seen a running back get signed yet. We really haven't seen some of these premium skill guys come off the board on offense. Um. First, we're gonna we're gonna start off with Jalen Ramsey, which is probably the biggest move so far, which is him being traded to the Dolphins from the Rams for a third round pick. I think the biggest thing here for the Dolphins is that they know their window is this year. That the two a contract is coming up very quickly, right? And they they have to win this year, which means you have to trade premium draft picks, like a third round draft pick for Jalen Ramsey. Now, I'm not completely sure Jalen Ramsey is still a top-tier corner, but they have to take their chance. If you're the Dolphins, you got to go all in. You you basically, you trade for Tyreek Hill, you sign Turin on, Turin Armstead, you're stuck with Tua, you got to go all in when he's on his rookie deal and he's not making a lot of money. Well, and then you had, um, talking about Miami, you had sports commentator Rich Eisen talking about Tom Brady coming out of retirement to, to go to the Dolphins. I, I don't mean, see that happen. I don't see I'm that just happen. saying, I know he said... You never if if you never had a baby cat or whatever the fuck he said, you don't know. 
and he said he's not going to, which which that's what he inferred. So I mean, I I, I hope Tua performs. Um, I would like to see them make a really good run in the playoffs. Um, I'd actually I, I would actually like to see them go against us in the playoffs, so we could beat Tyreek, and beat beat that that firepower with our firepower. Let let us meet in the AFC Championship, and you know I hope just it can only happen if Tua stays healthy. Um, and I thought when he played this year, he played really good, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think overall the Dolphins are in a tough spot because they have a quarterback who I don't think they fully trust, but they kind of have to commit to him because they've spent all their cap space. They, they are going all in and they're desperate to be one of the top teams in the NFL, in the NFL, but I don't know that they have the personnel to do it. Even with the Jalen Ramsey trade. And do you think, That Jalen's going to fit well with with that with that defense. Yeah, I, I think I think he'll fit well. I just I think the question is if, is Jalen Ramsey still a top tier corner? Uh, he's I thought he kind of dropped off a little bit last year. I but... thought he fell off last year too. I heard a lot of criticism from the boys that they didn't think um, that was accurate. But from what I saw with my eyes, I, I didn't see it last year. With corners, it can happen fast. Uh, we'll see. The Rams had a rough year. Maybe he held back a little bit. I just watching Jalen Ramsey. I just if Jalen Ramsey is at the top of his game, it helps the Dolphins or the the Dolphins defense take another step and have what a chance they, to be really good. Who did they lose? Byron Jones. Byron Jones, but he was hurt, and we're not really sure if he's going to play again. Okay. Uh, and and I think overall, if you're the Dolphins, you kind of had to do this. They have put so much into trying to go for a Super Bowl that. Them not taking the extra step of trading for someone like Jalen Ramsey defeats the purpose of all the trades they've made and all the signings they've made. Do they sign? Uh, do Do they sign a uh, a good backup quarterback? I think you have to at this point. Oh, well, well, actually, they just signed Mike Mike White today from the from the Jets. Okay, okay, nice. Well, I was going to say you figure Sam Darnold's he's off the market now. He went to San Francisco. Well, and, and Mike White is. He's shown a little bit for the Jets. It, I'd also worry a little bit though, a little bit though, because he's not overly experienced, and you're basically, you're basically hoping that, well, he he played okay for the Jets at times that that translates. I think I would try to spend a little bit more money. I think they should have been a team that kind of went after a Sam Darnold. See, I don't think so. I think that you you go with Mike White. He's younger. He's a lot more moldable. Um, well, Mike White's actually not that young. He's 30 years old. Sam Darnold's younger than he is. Uh, he sure don't look it, and he sure Sam Darnold lost his starting job for a reason. I, I just I think if you're the Dolphins, them not having a experience, a overly experienced backup quarterback, is a problem considering how often Tua gets hurt. Right. Where are we going next, Jess? Well, we're gonna go to Juwan Taylor, who was signed by the Chiefs. He was a right tackle free agent from the Jaguars, who the Chiefs signed. And as of now, are saying he's going to play left tackle. So you look at Juwan Taylor, he's the opposite of Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown is this big, hulking, run-blocking uh, run left tackle. Juwan Taylor is a pass he, – he was a pass-blocking right tackle who's moving to left tackle now. I think the biggest thing with Juwan Taylor is the Chiefs don't make this move if they don't trust their coaching staff. Their right. coaching staff was able to help Orlando Brown transition from 
right tackle to left tackle. I think they're they're trusting their offensive staff to do the same thing with uh, Juwan Taylor. He fits way more what they want in a left tackle than Orlando Brown. Juwan Taylor fits. He's more like an Eric Fisher, which I know people might get. Oh. Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher. His last couple of years with the Chiefs really found something, and then he tore his Achilles. Yeah, I, not- I don't care what he did. I still don't forget what the fuck he did to us and cost us a, play- cost us a playoff game. So, well, I don't despite, care. Despite your Eric Fisher hate, Juwan Taylor is a supremely athletic tackle who is good in pass protection. Maybe not the greatest run blocker. Well, but he, 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 is a, he is a pass protecting left tackle. And some of the issues we saw with Orlando Brown struggling with speed guys and letting guys run around him, I don't think that's going to happen with Juwan Taylor. How is he better uh, than uh, Laramie Tunsil? I don't, think he's be- I don't think he's better than Larry Tunsil. Larry- I'm, I'm asking one you. The, he's one of the two or three best left tackles in the league. If if this team, if the Chiefs somehow, and they haven't ruled it out from what I've seen, it's not been ruled out that they make a trade for Larry Tunsil or maybe even trade trade up in the draft for a left tackle. But let's say, hypothetically, they add Larry Tunsil to this offense. This is, without a doubt, the best offensive line in the NFL. But as yeah. of now, with, with, with Juwan Taylor playing left tackle, I think it's an upgrade over what they had in Orlando Brown just because I think he fits the scheme better than Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown, who is in a weird spot, and I don't really know what his market is as of right now. And then um, the Chiefs also got rid of uh, Wiley, right? Andrew Wiley left three years, $24 million to the Washington Commanders. I like the move. He, Eric Bieniemy, he's going to be familiar with the offense because Eric Bieniemy is now their offensive coordinator. Andrew Wiley's a solid I think he's a solid right tackle. He's not. He's not great. He's not. He's going to struggle at times with certain pass rushers, but for what the Chiefs asked him to do and being a heavy pass offense, I thought he played okay. And the he'll he'll be okay for Washington. Now, I three years, twenty four million. I don't think I would have done that. But yeah, because they're fucking. Well, I mean, I'll say this: their their offensive line, especially on the outside, sucked. For, for what Andrew Wiley is, I think he is a massive upgrade over what Washington had last year. Oh, for sure. And, and for sure. I'm happy for it. Andrew Wiley was a guy who was, he was an undrafted guy who played multiple years on the Chiefs and was a useful player. And now he got paid. So good for him. Yeah, good for him. Absolutely. I'm with you. Um, but you're right. He's definitely an upgrade for the offensive line for Washington. We're gonna to go to Jimmy Garoppolo next. Who signed with? He he signed with the Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders, and he he is going to be their new their new quarterback replacing Derek Carr. This was interesting to me because Jimmy Garoppolo and Josh McDaniels they obviously have the Patriots connection. I just think part of the issue with this signing is that there were rumors that the Raiders were trying to get up to the first pick and and that presumably they were going to take quarterback with the first pick in the draft. I don't know why they don't keep calling and make the trade up. They're kind of having a foot in and a foot out that, oh, we might draft quarterback, but we also signed Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not like they're paying him an insane amount of money. It's only three years, $67 million, and they can get out of it after a year, I believe. But they just don't seem to have a plan. And I think that kind of – if I were to basically summarize Josh McDaniel's time as a head coach, whether it be with the Raiders – or the Broncos, it's not having a plan. Well, the the offensive line for that team is horrible. Um, but I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a lot more mobile than Derek Carr. 
Um, and I, I think wouldn't say that I, I wouldn't say that. I, I think they're both kind of they're they're kind of the same quarterback. Um, the only thing that can pre- prevent Jimmy Garoppolo from being um, less mobile than Derek Carr is because he just had a foot injury. Other than that, I think. Um, Do you trust Jimmy Garoppolo to stay healthy for a seventeen game season? Well, and you're right, and you're right. Um, but with that offensive line, I don't see that happening. And you figure that I don't happened. think the Raiders' offensive line is that good. I, no, I, but I, I, I'm saying that. And you figure Garoppolo got hurt with the 49ers' offensive line, a team that runs the ball uh, runs the ball a lot. Right. Who, who is actually their offensive line is actually pretty good. So I mean, if he, yeah, th- yeah, there's a lot of negatives. With with that, but I I still think that he can succeed in in Las Vegas, and I, I he can win games. He knows how to win games. He's yeah, a game manager. I, I understand you have to you have to have a quarterback in. Even if you were to draft a rookie, Josh McDaniels doesn't. I know he he was the coach for Mac Jones, but Josh McDaniels seems like a guy who, if it's not the right quarterback personality, that there would be instant fights almost immediately. That you bring in Jimmy, and he'll probably play a year, and then you. You go on to whoever you have as your young quarterback. I just the, the Raiders are a team that just they they. Well, first like of all, you, make, you figure gonna have to make you, you, you figured Garoppolo doesn't throw picks. Carr, Derek Carr throws picks, and and Garoppolo, let me just Garoppolo let me just, time, let me just tell you time. Garoppolo's record real quick. Garoppolo has an exceptional regular season record as a starting quarterback. His teams are 40 and 17 when he starts. If you count the playoffs, Garoppolo posted a 42 and 19 record as a 49ers quarterback. That's that's fucking good. I posted some of these other quarterbacks who are getting paid fucking 16 million dollars for shit as a backup. I mean, come on. So here here's here's what Jimmy G did in 2022. He was he was good uh, before he got hurt. 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, 103 rating. 2021. 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 2020, 7 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. 2019, 27 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. 2018, we're not going to – 2018 and 2017, we're not really including. 2017, he only had a handful of starts. In in 2018, he tore his ACL in week four or week three. And And I just think – I just think with Jimmy, you get erratic quarterback play. Derek Carr, I think you – I think they're I think they're kind of the same guy. I think Derek Carr is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Derek Carr has ever played in a situation where he's had the talent Jimmy Garoppolo or the talent or coaching Jimmy Garoppolo has had. I I just think the biggest problem I see with the Raiders is that they they keep looking for familiar, and that's kind of the issue with all these Patriots guys is they bring in Patriots guys, right? And they usually they usually bring in these Patriots guys. Give those players prefer- preferential treatment, and then by the time they're supposed to be winning, they're not. So you have to fire them, and then you have a bunch of Patriots dudes you got to get rid of. And Jimmy G came from the New England Patriots. New England Patriots. I don't know what his record was for them, but do you think that him and their head coach can have some type of this is the connection that we needed. This is the connection I needed as a head coach to go with the guy who knows me and knows how, to, how I coach a game. Well, there's familiarity there because Josh McDaniels was offense coordinator for New England when Jimmy was in New England. I just think the Raiders are in a weird spot where 
they they have a bunch of high priced guys on offense, and then they have a couple guys on defense like Max Crosby and Chandler Jones who have big contracts. I just think they need to start trading guys off and just completely rebuild this team. I think Max Crosby's still a good uh, still a good player. Yeah. You got Jerry Walsh who's a great player. Me, I would, if it were me, I I think you keep Max Crosby, but Devontae Adams, I'm going to trade. Uh, Darren Waller, I'm going to trade. Hunter Renfro, if I can find someone to take him, I'm going to trade him. I think they just need to get picks and asset, assets so they can start a full rebuild of this team. But you become less competitive. You got to if you're going to take it. If you want to win in the AFC West, you can't win playing Jimmy Garoppolo against Patrick Mahomes. That's just you, not going to work. You do not know that, though. I know that for a fact. Josh McDaniels. Has never been a good coach in the NFL. What makes me think having that's Jimmy, a fact. Jimmy Garoppolo knows how to beat teams. Jimmy Garoppolo is a product of Kyle Shanahan and his ability as a great offensive coordinator and great offensive coach. I didn't see that in the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo is a product of that team. That team has a lot of talent offensively. They had a good offensive line. Kyle Shanahan is so good, he took Brock Purdy and made him into a viable NFL quarterback for half a season. As we were, as we've been talking about Garoppolo, I've been looking the entire time to find the odds of what what it was for the Raiders to win the Super Bowl, and it's just hilarious. Uh, the Raiders' odds to win the Super Bowl worsened at the Westgate Superbook on Monday after it was reported that the team had agreed to terms with the 49ers uh, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. The Westgate sucks. The Westgate raised the Raiders' odds from 30 to one to 60 to one to win the 2024 Super Bowl at Allegiant Stadium. That is insane. That's disrespectful. I just think the biggest problem with the Raiders is they don't really have a direction. They're just kind of they're just kind of making moves to make moves. They went all in with Devontae Adams and it didn't work. They get rid of Derek Carr. They have a coach who has never been good outside of I coached Tom Brady and now they have his backup. Who is Jimmy Garoppolo? Right. Well, this should be so, interesting. So next we're going to move on to Derek Carr and him going to the Saints from the Las Vegas Raiders. I think this is interesting because the Saints are basically, they're another one of these teams that's kind of all in. I understand it more for them, though, because the NFC is a weak conference and there's not a lot of young, good, good young quarterbacks in that conference. And that division's a weak conference. So that's a home playoff game. The thing with the Saints, though, is just they can't keep, I, I know they keep pushing money back and it's like, oh, look, look at their GM and his cap management. Eventually, the cap is real, and it's going to get them. They and basically have they have a one-year window, maybe two years, with Derek Carr, where they can really try to win and make playoffs, win their division, and try to make an NFC Championship game, maybe try to flirt with the Super Bowl. I just don't think that team is good enough to have moved all that cap space and put as much pressure into the future as what they've done by signing Derek Carr. I just I don't like what they did with that team. Well, and you said that they were going to re-sign Andy Dalton, and as of uh, probably about two hours ago, they just re-signed Jameis Winston. Which, I, Derek Carr is better than Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. I, how, much, how much do you think he is better? Like, I, think he's, I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback in the NFL. Derek Carr is a good quarterback got- in the NFL. That's, that's rare for you to even say that. But I do think Jameis Winston, because he's injury-prone, doesn't have – hasn't gotten the chance to give give himself a shot. And he's got a better arm, in my opinion. But overall, I think Derek Carr's a better player. But for the price 
you're going to have to pay him. And some of the moves they had to make in weakening their defensive line, is it worth having Derek Carr on your team? That would be the question I'd ask. And who's to say that the Saints are going to have a solid team with all these people being investigated? To me, the Saints are the, the, the Saints are the, they are the team that they are willing to sacrifice years into the future just so they're not irrelevant again. They want to be a playoff team so bad, and they had so many years where they were just irrelevant that they don't want to go back to being irrelevant again, so they're willing to risk everything in the future Brown just for a year or two of making the divisional round of the playoffs. Brown Gate. That's all I got to say. We're going to move on to Javon Hargrave, who was a defensive tackle from the Eagles. He signed with the 49ers. This move says a lot about the 49ers. The 49ers have a lot of pays, uh, players they're paying. They make this move because they're trying to win the Super Bowl this year. They Javon Hargrave was probably the best defensive tackle that hit the free agent market. I think this is – this shows two things. Even better than Davon Tomlinson? Huh? Even better than Davon Tomlinson? Oh, yeah. Javon Hargrave is the best defensive tackle. He was the best free agent defensive tackle on the market. I I think this move – it's two things. It's They're going all in for a Super Bowl, and the, the 49ers know that they have a decision coming up at quarterback, whether it's Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. They have Sam Donald as the backup. They know they're going to have to make a decision at quarterback. And I think they – instead of trying to maybe get – another offensive lineman or another piece on offense for one of their young quarterbacks, they know they're winning with, if they're going to win the Super Bowl, it's going to be with defense and their run game that they have weapons and they'll be able to throw the ball, whether it's Brock Purdy, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's Sam Darnold, they're going to be able to do some things offensively, but they're trying to get as much pass rush as they can and as much talent on that defensive line to try to gear up to do what they did in 2019 by making the Super Bowl. I just don't think, I don't think this team in San Francisco just – I'm not sure that you can uh, – there's just something about them. I can't really put it into words right now. San Francisco, to me, feels like a team that's going to – they're going to be the popular pick to come out of the NFC with the Eagles or, or as uh, with the Eagles as well. But I just – I feel like there's something off about San Francisco. I just, it's I don't, a coach. He sucks. And maybe it was the end of the season where they kept – taking shots down the field. And I just felt like Kyle Shanahan had a very uneven game in the NFC Championship game where he had a backup quarterback and they're trying to run their offense like he's their starter. And they're, I just, I don't know. That, that, game, left some, that game left a sour taste in my mouth about Kyle Shanahan. Well, I'm, su- like I'm put- surprised that um, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't date Kyle Shanahan considering that he's a porn star because he chokes so much because – He's not that good of a coach, in my opinion. It's the players who are who are better than his well, coaching. That, I think Kyle. I think Kyle Shanahan is a good schemer. I think in when you get late in games, or when you get into crunch time situations where he's got to be perfect, like Andy Reid late in the game in the Super Bowl, he and Patrick Mahomes on the same page. They know what they're doing fully. With Kyle Shanahan, sometimes he gets uneven, and it, it you can see it in their offense where they just get out of sync and they they get tense and they and they choke. I think that is the perfect way Kyle Shanahan is the Aaron Rodgers of coaching. And maybe it was just the NFC Championship game because that was a game in which Brock Purdy gets hurt and they bring in Josh Johnson and they're trying to run the same offense they would 
with Brock Purdy and, and end up getting their quarterback hurt because Philly's offense or Philly's defensive line was teeing off on San Francisco's offensive line. They they were hitting Brock Purdy, they were hitting right. Josh Johnson, and he kept running the same offense until Josh Johnson got hurt. And then it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You don't have a quarterback, and it just looked like it looked like. Kyle Shanahan was flustered, and his inability to adapt to what his quarterback situation was, I don't know, it just left a sour taste in my mouth. And I feel like it could bleed, it, it could bleed over into the season. I mean, just real quick, I know this isn't a podcast for it, but what can that team go? What's their record? So I think San Francisco is probably going to win 12 or 13 games, and they're going to be a one or two seed in the NFC. I NFC think it's being generous. NFC is not a strong conference. You you look at you look at what the Eagles in the NFC East. You're gonna have the Cowboys. We'll see if the Giants can take a step forward. NFC North, the Packers are probably taking a step back because they're probably getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. The Lions, I expect to take a step forward. Vikings, I expect to take a step back. Uh, I think the Rams are gonna take a step a, a, a huge step forward, a huge leap forward. To be honest with you, the Rams. Yep, and I, and the Seahawks are gonna are gonna get better. I don't see it with the Rams. The Rams kind of seem like they're going to win five games next year and blow the team up. Uh, I don't see it with the Rams. Or an opposite well, size of that one. But to get back to the 49ers, the, the NFC is weak, and I think the 49ers obviously see that, and they're going for it, and they're trying to do everything they can to, to get to the Super Bowl and win it. But I just don't think that there's just something off about this team that I don't think they're good enough to win a Super Bowl, if that makes sense. Yes. I understand what you're saying. Why? Well, and again, it's the head coach. Like I said, surprise, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't date the porn star, the coach, because he choked so much. I just, <laughs> well, I mean, I wish, I wish I could fight back on that, but Kyle Shanahan, he, his, some of his game management in these big playoff games has He's the Aaron Rodgers of coaching. I'm telling you, he, he's been horrendous in some of these games. Uh, moving on to our the last player we're gonna look at from. Uh, as a free agent signing today is Mike McGlinchey. He was a right tackle for the 49ers and he signed a five-year $87 million deal with the Broncos to be their right tackle. I don't really fully understand this move. Like I understand they want to improve at tackle, but Mike McGlinchey, not the greatest pass blocking right tackle, good solid run blocking right tackle, but it felt like a little bit of an overpay as a supplemental signing. The Broncos also signed Jarrett Sidham to a two-year, $16 million deal. I don't really fully understand that one unless they feel like they're going to have to move off Russ because he gets hurt or right. because his play is so bad that they feel like they needed a quarterback that can basically kind of be a bridge-level starter for the season, which is kind of how they're paying Jarrett Sidham this year. Now, do you think that they could have went somewhere different and signed. Um, oh my God, what's his name? Um, Andre Dillard from the Eagles. Uh, I th- I think McGlinchey for what they needed. They have Garrett Bowles coming off of injury. He he'll be their left tackle. We'll see what he looks like. 
They signed McGlitchie to play right tackle. I believe they signed Ben Powers to be their left guard. We'll see what the Broncos look like. I think their offensive line will be improved. I just don't know if it'll matter because Russ looked cooked last year. Right. And if you look at their signing of Jarrett Sidham, I think they're it to me at least feels like they're kind of expecting Russ to not be able to make it through the season healthy or that he's going to be so bad they need a viable backup option. And and, and uh, as, a, as a correction, it was a two-year, $10 million deal for Jared Sidham with the Broncos. But still, that's $5 million to a quarterback who doesn't have a ton of experience and only played in a couple games last year with the Raiders. And uh, what was the price of that? Two years, $10 million. Two years, $10 million, But, okay, so why wouldn't you go out and and get the left tackle from, from the Eagles and – Tennessee paid three years for 29. If the value is in protection, why don't you get a guy like that for your offense, for your offensive line? Well, I think, I think the Broncos decided we have Garrett Bowles at left tackle and that Mike McGlinchey was the best fit at right tackle. Right. But if you, if you're left tackle, you can shift him around and put him at right tackle. And Andre Diller could have played that position. And yeah, he's, I think that and he's worked more. He's, better value. he plays better. Why not put that guy? If you're supposed to, if Sean Payton's supposed to be, the fucking miracle worker that they say he's going to be. Why not do that? You want the best people on your team. Put Andre Dillard at that left t- at that right tackle. I-, I think they felt like Mike Lynchy is run. I expect the Broncos to be a heavy running team this year. They they were his first few years in in New Orleans. His first four or five years, they were a heavy running team. I expect them to be a heavy running team this year. And I think McGlinchey they felt like was the best run blocking right tackle, which is maybe why they didn't go after a Jawan Taylor, who the Chiefs right. signed, uh, because. His upside is mainly as a pass blocker, whereas McGlitchey is viewed as the best. He's viewed as the best run blocking right tackle on the market. Okay. To me, the Broncos are in an interesting situation, though. You hear them in rumors, maybe about trading Cameron Sutton, Jerry Judy, and some of their other players on offense. It leads me to believe they they think that this season is probably going to go south for us, and that they're going to probably have Jarrett Sidham play games for them. I don't know, maybe that's reading too much into it, but I just, it feels to me like they're expecting to kind of overhaul the team next year. Listen, and, and I know a guy who could still they're play. Laying the found, I think the Broncos are laying the foundation for a young offensive line to have a young quarterback take over next season. Listen, there's a running back that I know, and he can play for the Broncos. Actually, he did play for the Broncos. His name is Philip Lindsay. That guy could still play. Put him somewhere else on that team. I don't, I don't see that. Philip Lindsay, he didn't play a ton last year. I don't, I don't know if he has much gas left in the tank. Oh, I'm telling you, very underrated. He was a good player. He just, it, it, it came and went very quickly, like it does with most running backs. But at the same time, he was on a bad Broncos team for quite a few years. Well, last year he had 15 carries for 49 yards, played in three games. Not good. And then the year before that, 2021, he played for he played for two different teams. With the Texans, 50 carries, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Back with game. Miami, 38 carries, 119 yards, no touchdowns. Which was a bad team. And just to kind of bring, it, bring the Broncos point home, I think what you're seeing is a team setting up to move on from Russell Wilson. They're improving the offensive line, and yes, that'll help Russell Wilson to have a better O-line. But if you look at where they are from the receiver standpoint and some of their weapons, it kind of feels like they're setting this offensive line up to play with a rookie quarterback. 
and that they're going to have new weapons next year. They're going to try to just get a team to take Russ's contract, or they're just going to eat it, rip the bandit off. We're going to win five games, and we'll just take we'll take a quarterback with the sixth pick in the draft next year. Right. Well, before we go, I want to say and ask you a question. There's news. I told you at the beginning of the show, there might be an there is some talk that there might be a return of some rain, some big rain, some river rain, some Philip Rivers rain. There's talks about Philip Rivers coming back to the league and starting and possibly starting for some team. He's putting flyers out there. What do you think? To me, Philip Rivers is. Him coming back would be interesting. I think it would have to be with a team like Arizona, though, who's not very good, but they're looking for a kind of a cheap option and a guy who I think if Philip Rivers wants to keep playing, I think he just I think he likes playing football. I can see that being an option. Uh, Arizona's going to be an interesting team because with Kyler Murray having the ACL injury, they're going to have to have somebody who can play quarterback. Good. That's a good one. I like that. And I feel like he'd be a cheap option for them, a team that doesn't have a ton of cap space. A cheap option come comes in plays a year, and if he if he has anything, maybe you try to move him at the deadline because you never know with some of these teams. There's well, the probably two- going to be a quarterback injury at some point, right? And someone someone's probably eventually going to need a quarterback like Philip Rivers or Baker Mayfield to one of these random guys. The two teams that were that were um, actually favored for him to go to was Miami and San Francisco. Miami would have been interesting had they not signed Mike White. Right, right. And San Francisco's got a fucking Rolodex of quarterbacks who well, probably might all get hurt next I mean, season. They had four, what, three, four quarterbacks get injured last year. I mean, it, it wouldn't That's be shocking. What I'm saying. It wouldn't be shocking if they need good old Philip Rivers. Right. Maybe he could get his fucking Super Bowl. That would be that'd be great. Yeah. Did you I, say that would be did you say I that would be great? I don't think he'd want to be a backup. I wouldn't mind Philip Rivers as a backup for the Chiefs. Wow. I never thought about that to this, folks. Jesse J given given Respect to Philip Rivers in this day and age? Here's the reason. Here's the reasoning. A veteran quarterback that can run a quick passing game and can make changes in audibles at the line of scrimmage and can get you into the right plays. And he's only been off for what, one year? Yeah. And I mean, to me, he's not, he, I mean, he doesn't move as well as Chad Henney, which is not saying a lot because Chad Henney doesn't move well, anyways. But you saw me that Philip Rivers couldn't do a Chad Henney where he I'm just, sorry. Rivers has been off for two years. He was with the Colts. Carson Wentz went there. Then Carson Wentz went to Washington. So it's been two years. What, what do you think about that, though? Because I think the Chiefs will bring in a veteran quarterback. I, I still think Shane Bouchelle is the guy they want to win the job and will probably win it. But it wouldn't shock me if they brought in a veteran quarterback. Well, it I'm hoping. Would, it would make I, sense with Andy Reid. I, I could see that. But I'm also hoping that uh, they get one of these guys from the XFL. Look how good Heineke turned out. I, I mean. If he doesn't get a starting job, I wouldn't mind Taylor Honig as a backup quarterback to the Chiefs. Right, and he's, and he, he's just possible. good enough to come in and run around, and make some plays. He'd have a he'd have a good offensive coach. He's extremely mobile. He can launch the ball. He's not as explosive as Mahomes, but he can do everything a quarterback needs you to do. Exactly, and and I I do feel like whether it's a guy who they expect to be the backup or not, they'll probably bring in a veteran quarterback. Adrian typically likes having a a guy who's at least had a little bit of playing experience around. No Carson Wentz. Uh, no, I, I'm not on the Carson Wentz bandwagon. I understand why if the Chiefs did it, I understand why they would bring him in. I just, I can't. I, I the, the last thing I want is Carson Wentz. I'd rather have 
Chad Henney straight off drinking beers off retirement quarterback Chiefs in a in a spot. No Baker Mayfield, no Carson Wentz. Ugh. Andy Dalton, would that do anything for you? I mean, nope. okay. no you Andy Dalton. You wouldn't want Andy. I mean, Andy Dalton. I thought he played okay last year. He did. He did. I just don't like him. <laughs> if if you want him to run in this offense, I'd rather have Philip Rivers. Oh, there's breaking. There's there's some news here. The the Colts are kicker. The Colts are signing a kicker to the biggest contract. That's right, Matt Gay. I can't believe that. What is Chris Ballard doing? Well, I don't know. I just don't under. I don't really understand what they're doing. They're spending a lot of money on a kicker, which I kicker is important, but. Instead of, I don't know, moving up and trying to get the number one pick to make sure you get your quarterback, you're signing kickers and linebackers. Like, I, they, I don't really. They I know they're not going to score. That's why. I mean, that's that's why they have to sign him. It's the only way of scoring. That's a hell of a contract. Five years, $22.5 million. Uh, my God. Justin Tucker's about to blow this fucking contract out the water. That's hilarious. I mean, I just – the Colts are one of the more interesting teams because they are primed to draft a quarterback, but they also have a bunch of players who are on expiring contracts, and they're probably going to have to start moving money around and doing some other things if they really want to try to get assets and build around their quarterback. Because right now they're just kind of stuck. That team, that team a couple years ago was really talented, and they're not that anymore. Well, according to the comments, they have a lot of questions about the signing, and they're wondering – if Matt Gay can play quarterback as well. Is that where Andy Dalton's going to end up? He's going to end his career with the, with the Colts as a bridge starter to whoever, whatever rookie they draft. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the Colts love signing the old quarterback who, who can't really finish an entire season. So that would make some sense. With the exception of Phillip Rivers. Well, and they should have probably tried to pay Phil Rivers more to bring him back. I don't understand why they didn't bring him back. I never understood that either. Why they did that, and you thought fucking Carson once was better, and then Washington thought he was better? Come on. <sighs> Carson Wentz has to be the weirdest quarterback in the history of the NFL. He, he must be a big, he must be a big, like you said, he must be a big fucking bully if these fucking teams are fucking bowing down to this fucking dude. Well, and he went from someone who in his second season looked like he could be the MVP before he got hurt to he might be out of the league. Yeah. Just what? Six years later. Yeah, we don't want him in the XFL either. <laughs> I hear right. I, you'll, I hear. You'll take Tax and Lynch and you'll like it. Yeah, exactly. I, you know what's crazy is? Speaking about Philip Rivers, you know, you say you talk about Carson. We talk about Carson once being a bully. Philip Rivers, they had he was they had him going off on the fucking sidelines on TikTok, going off on his fucking players. I mean, going ballistic. Not as bad as Trent Dilfer, but going off. So I wonder if that that peaked his his hunger more to come back and play. I can see that. Phil Philip Rivers is one of those guys who's an ultra competitor, and I could I could see him have the itch to come back. Um, I, it'd be interesting to see if anyone bring him in as a starter or a back quarterback. I I think to me there's not enough good quarterbacks to not have someone like Philip Rivers in the NFL if he wants to play. Right. Um, what do you, you got any, any comments on the bears? Uh, they were interesting. They're interesting to me because they spent money on two linebackers. They, they got DJ Moore in the trade for the number one pick, which was a big move in itself. They got a first round pick, 
2024, they swap from one to nine. They get DJ Moore. They got a second round pick. It, it was a good trade for them. I I would have expected them to try to get one of these offensive linemen. Uh, I thought they would have got it too. That they would try to get a left tackle or right tackle. They still could sign Orlando Brown, but I, that that wouldn't shock me a little bit. They they went more interior offensive line, and they spent money on a linebacker. Uh, we'll see. How, we'll have to see how it comes together. But I, it I, I, it was just curious to me how they spent their money. Anything on Danny Dimes? That contract was awful. Ridiculous. I think they were better off just franchising Saquon from the beginning and signing Derek Carr. I think they should have brought Court Warner back just to fucking play because that's a that's a steep ass amount for that quarterback. I'm sorry. It, it's not that it, it's not that I'm trying. It's not that like I don't. I think Dan, I think Gator Jones. He can run around. He can kind of run it. He can run an offense. I just I paying him forty million is not something I would want to do. Right. I think the biggest thing for the Giants is how are they going to build this team around? Paying him so much money, and then what do you do with Saquon? Because I can't imagine they extend Saquon long term. He's got three years left. He's on the franchise tag this year. I'm saying, do you think you get three more years? Three more, three more years in. I think I think you can get like, two more prime like years the, out of Saquon. I like think the, two. I, I think you you at least have two more prime years of Saquon. I think there's a chance that you get a third out of him. The question is whether the Giants are willing, going to be willing to pay him, and I, I don't see it, I don't see it happening. But, I mean, they paid Daniel Jones, so I don't know. They paid Daniel. Yeah, that's that's right. They did. You got um, anything else? No. Overall, I thought this creation class so far has been, just in the first twenty four hours, I think it's been pretty interesting. Uh, with some of the signings and the lack of movement at receiver Re- receivers. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because until we start getting movement with Deandre Hopkins and some of the veteran guys around the NFL, I don't think we'll start to see free agents signed yet. To me, Deandre Hopkins would be the, he, that's the big piece left. He, he, he's a big piece that I think someone will go after. I just don't think right now the prices of a second round pick, I don't think that's realistic for the Cardinals. I think it's more like a third or a fourth. Right. I'm trying to see where he, but if Philip Rivers goes, is that a plus if he stays? Sign me up for Philip Rivers and the Cardinals. Let's let him sling it to random dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any other teams you want to talk about? No, I think that about wraps it up. Pretty good show. Pretty good show. Um, I'm interested to see what Aaron Rodgers does. If he just says fuck it, he's gonna go in the darkness for the rest of his life and doesn't play. I expect I expect ultimately he'll end up on the Jets. Is kind of a last thing I think he'll ultimately end up on the Jets. It's just this process has been drawn out. Mark it now. I'm calling it. He's going to Washington. He's going to Washington. I know people don't want to hear it, but that's where he's going. I well, he's gonna be on the Jets. <sighs> Washington has a way better team. Their defense is better. Their offense is better. And you got the enemy. And he wants a play a play caller like that. Come on. Well, yeah, it's going to be exciting when he's on the Jets. And he's he could be great friends with Dan Snyder. Please. Uh huh. 
Oh, well, I won one more last thing is Lamar. What do you, what do we think happens with Lamar real quick? That, that I'm still lost on. I have no idea to be I, honest. With I you. don't really understand. I, I know he's got durability concerns, but he is a young quarterback who is, and who has won an MVP. And I just, I feel like somebody would want to take a chance on that. Yeah. I, 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 I am just lost for words. I don't understand. The Ravens botched that whole fucking thing. It it feels like Lamar's either going to sign a he's begrudgingly going to sign a contract with the Ravens, or it's going to get real nasty and they have to trade him. Yeah. U- ultimately, I think this ends up with Lamar not being on that team in three years. Oh, it may sure. it may even be this offseason that he's not on the team. For sure. Um, I mean Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett. They just drafted Kenny Pickett. I, I know they did. I know they did. I was asked this question last night. Can you see Lamar going to Pittsburgh? I mean, the, the two teams that jump out immediately are the Lions. I was told that one yesterday, too. Lions and Commanders. Th- those teams jump out. as With the Lions, it'd be you're trying to take the next level and you're trying to take a jump at quarterback from Jared Goff. And with the Commanders, you don't have a quarterback, so you're trying to get one. Right. Falcons would have made some sense, but apparently they're not interested. I don't fully understand that. Their quarterback is currently Desmond Ritter, so. Maybe they know something we don't. I I mean, that team, I just, the Falcons, I don't, that team confuses me every time I see them. Well, we'll be watching for the next big free agent signings. Stay tuned for that podcast. And mark my words, Aaron Rodgers is going to the Commanders. Heineke is going to. Baltimore. You are wrong. He's going back to Baltimore. You are wrong. Psych. He wore purple in Minnesota. He was never in Baltimore, but he's going. You're just wrong in general, though. You know, I've never been told that. But you got anything else to add, Jess? No, I think that about sums it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Follow our podcast on finflamsports.com for some of the latest articles, our latest podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe. Find us on Facebook. Instagram, where wherever there, wherever there's social media, we are there. We want to thank Jesse J for joining us. Um, thank you guys for listening. Download, subscribe, support us, everything in between. You know what it is. This is your host, Big John, with lead analyst Jesse J. We will see you guys next time. Peace. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.